Mark 4, 35-41 On that day, when evening had come, he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowds and took him along since he was already in the boat. And other boats were with him. A fierce windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you care that we are going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified, and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the seas obey him. For many of us, this is a very familiar text. You don't have to be around very long before you hear that Jesus calmed a great storm by saying, Peace be still. But I think there is more to the story. We can begin by comparing getting on a boat to our Christian journey. When we accept Jesus as Lord of our life, this is the time we get on the boat, so to speak. We are excited about the journey, and we feel that there is nothing that we cannot accomplish. Nothing will get us down or cause us to become discouraged. But just like the disciples, here comes the storm. We can begin by breaking the storm down into five parts. First comes the wave of doubt. Am I really saved? When we first become to know the Lord as our Savior, we have a honeymoon period. We feel all warm inside, we are happy, and all we want to do is to sit around and fellowship with Jesus. But soon the honeymoon wears off and we have to return to our living. Our old thoughts and our old ways begin to creep back in. We start to have problems. The warm feelings are not as strong as they once were. We begin to lose our temper and things begin to go back to the way they were before we were saved. We find out that our problems are not gone and that they were waiting on us. So we begin to think maybe Jesus doesn't love us. At this time, we must press closer to God. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and take courage. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is in this thing with us, and he will be there for the long haul. We cannot operate on our feelings. Feelings come and go like the waves of the sea, but God is constant. He is never changing, and when we accept his death and resurrection, he is there for life. We are the ones who keep changing. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your minds on what is above, not on earthly things. We cannot let our feelings dictate who we are in Christ. This is not an easy task. All we have ever known is how to act upon our feelings and what we think in our minds. Many of us have been taught to look to our friends and family to tell us what to think and how to act. We now have to read our Bibles and accept what God says we have, who He says we are, and how He says we should act. Once we make a commitment not to live by our feelings, the wind comes. The wind blows things around to keep us from our set course and to keep us from changing our thoughts into actions. These are things that steal our time, joy, and peace. Things like the car won't start in the morning. The kids wake up sick in the middle of the night. The traffic is terrible on the way to work 
or the boss called a last-minute meeting just before lunch. All these things make it hard to stay on course and finish the journey. James 1, 2-4 says this, Consider it great joy, my brother, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may mature and complete, lacking nothing. If we are not able to withstand the small stuff, we will never be victorious over the hard stuff. We must learn to take control over the small stuff. Jesus came to teach us, not just give us everything. We cannot always pray for God to remove things. We must pray for God to grant us strength and wisdom to work through things. This is what produces the faith needed to stand the darkest times in our lives. The next part of the storm is the hail. With economic cutbacks, the stock market up and down, and the general state of the world in unrest, we find ourselves in a constant state of fear and stress. We ask ourselves, how are we going to survive? You may find yourself getting shorter hours at work or lose your job altogether. No matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to get ahead. Sometimes you may find yourself having a difficult time with one of your children, a spouse, or a family member. You're exhausted and you just want to give up. But remember, God never said it was going to be an easy journey. But he did say in Genesis 28:15, Look, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. As we learn in Scripture, God is always faithful to the promise, and there are a whole lot of promises. We may not always feel like He is watching over us, but again, we cannot live by our feelings. I think God is sometimes waiting to see if we are going to consult our feelings and our friends, or are we going to pray for help and consult what the Scriptures say? Truth is truth. It is not dependent on what others may think, how we feel, or how dark our situation is. Truth is light in a very dark place. Scriptural truth changes everything. It is in those dark places, if we're not careful, that the rain of depression creeps in. When we feel overwhelmed by our circumstances and we listen to what others may say about us, we begin to think there is no way out. The world has dictated what success looked like, how we are supposed to look, and what possessions we are supposed to have. When we examine our lives and come up short of the world's expectations, we enter a state of depression. We need to learn not to listen to this world because views change based on false information. We need to learn what God says and find out what His promises are, and this and only this should we meditate on. To meditate means to roll over and over in your mind. Most people feel uncomfortable about the word meditate. But we have no problem worrying about everything. Worry is meditation, but it is meditating on what is negative and false. To paraphrase Psalms chapter 1, Happy is the man who meditates on the word of God day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. Everything he does prospers. We have no problem worrying, 
So maybe we need to learn to take that worry and change it into meditating on the things of God. If we accomplish this, things will begin to turn around. I don't think this is simply the power of positive thinking. This is releasing our faith and releasing the power of God to perform great works in our lives. Lightning is a very destructive force in a storm. It releases massive amounts of power and can cause swift and immediate destruction. I think these are things in our life that cause us to believe God is punishing us for something. We may feel there has been a break in the connection between us and God. These are things such as the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, divorce, bankruptcy, and many other catastrophic events in our life. It is important to know that God is not in the business of punishing. John 10.10 says, He came so that we may have life, not death. In these times of great loss, it is very important that we hold on as tight as we can to Jesus. Jesus will be our great healer. Grieving is a natural thing. We must take time to grieve a loss, but we must not let our loss steal our life. God did not cause things to happen to us, but He can take our trials and turn them into victories. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to His purpose. When any of these storm elements come into our lives, it is easy to ask, Where is Jesus? We begin to cry out, Lord, do you not care about me? Do you not care that I am going to die? In the midst of our storm, we wonder, where is Jesus? Even though we may have been praying and praying for years, it seems that our prayers are not getting answered. We become tired and weary and we feel like giving up. I find it interesting that when the disciples woke Jesus up, he calmed the storm, but instead of commending them for calling for help, He seemed to scold them for not having faith. But then I realized the answer is found in verse 35. Jesus stated, let us go to the other side. Jesus had already made a promise to them. This is the same promise he is making to us. When we ask him to join in on our journey through life, he promises us that we are going to the other side. No matter what the storms of life may bring, He has promised that He is in the boat with us. We have a choice to make. We can let the storms run our lives and live in unhappiness, lacking peace and joy, or we can choose to ride out the storms, resting in the truth that we are going to make it. Not being dragged behind the boat, but asleep in the front of the boat with Jesus.